Welcome to the Youth Advocacy Podcast, a podcast and group of young people with lived experience of disability working towards creating a place of self-advocacy and being the voices that regional and remote Victoria can come to. Welcome back everyone to episode nine. My name is Jed Manton. Today I'm joined by our group leader, Jed Zimmer from REAC. We're going to be talking about language barriers for people with a disability. Jed, welcome to the podcast, mate. It's great to have you on board again for this episode. Thanks, Jetty. Awesome work. Keep up the great work that you're doing with our group, mate. Um, yeah, you're leading the group very, very nicely. I'm very excited for today's episode. Definitely am excited, so we'll get stuck into it. Mate, yeah, so we're obviously going to talk about some different words and languages are to for people with disability. I'll quickly bring up one is obviously we hear the word a lot uh, that uh, a lot of people refer to is disabled. Yep. But not all people have, sorry, not all people are disabled that have disabilities abilities like there is a lot of different disability so instead of someone calling me like disabled I would much prefer them just to say he has a disability instead of someone calling me disabled because mm. I'm not disabled to compare to other people that are but I'm not yeah, it's you it's get what I'm saying. Absolutely, Jenny, and it's it's a really good point because I think disability, which we've covered a lot on this, is so so broad. Um, which we were just chatting before. You know, it might be an intellectual disability. There might be, um, you know, it might be that cognitive disability, or there might be neurodiverse um things and instances that might have happened that um as a result someone is now classified as disabled um so you're right it is a very very broad term and you sort of mentioned there um your preference and so forth and i think the the beauty of that is it's it's about focusing on the person specifically um and not so much the disability would you think that's a fair fair point yeah it is mate yeah definitely is yeah and i think too jed i've got some mates that are in uh, wheelchairs themselves so they do have physical disabilities but I've been talking to some of them like obviously when they were younger and like even now how they're like adults and like people like they'll they'll go down the street and they'll hear people say the word like spastic mm. and that actually that does really offend them and hurt them but but I've also heard people use that word and that does annoy me when mm. people use them words because it is really offensive to those that do have physical disabilities like yes they do have a physical disabilities but a lot of people with physical disabilities are variable uh, sorry very capable of doing a lot of things out in the community just because they're in a wheelchair it doesn't defy or stop them from doing the things that they can do mm. in life but i think i think sometimes people think oh just because they're in a wheelchair they can't 
they can't do that. Mm. But that's not correct. They can definitely do things. You just you look at someone, I'll quickly bring up uh, Dylan Alcott. Mm. That the I, I was listening to one of his things and he was saying that how he was uh, told when he was when he was uh, younger that he was going to be no good because he was you know wheelchair and he should just give up on his life but he pretty much said bugger you people i'm mm. gonna prove proof to you that you're wrong and he did and now he's a world champion in sports and tennis so well yeah he's he's a perfect candidate to talk about where we have spoken about him on this podcast yeah. haven't we and we've also got we did a post for our group on the instagram about um i think it was a bit about a week ago with our very own group member jack dexter um who jack is Jack's in a wheelchair, um, and he, I, I, I'm not going to say the exact quote because I can't remember it off the top of my head, but Jack's very passionate about uh, getting the education out there, that although he is um, in a wheelchair, it doesn't define who he is, um, if that makes sense, and that's exactly what you've just said there, it's, uh, you, you've got to look at people, um, not be quick to jump to, jump to assumptions, um, and define people by their disability. I think it's a really, really important thing, Jetty. Most definitely is, mate. And quickly going back to Jack, I know, I know, Jack's a big advocate on people with for people with a disability, especially guys and girls that are in a wheelchair. But he loves he loves to work with community groups and my pubs and and uh sporting venues and music entertainment venues so they so they can still go and attend and have access to everything like everyone else does and they and they definitely do have have the right to be able to attend these type of events like the rest of us can. Mm, yeah, it's all about the diversity and um, it, there shouldn't be so many limitations matters out there, Jetty. Really, there really shouldn't, should there? Nah, and I think too, Matt, I think it's going back to a, I look at that community inclusion, it's, it's about including all people with disabilities regardless if they got a physical disability or not it's about including everyone in the community so they so so they can have the same opportunities that other people get, mm. get to have in life yeah absolutely i want to i want to talk a bit just with the language side of things a little bit um I think there's there's a, there's a slight difference between looking at it from identity first versus um, you know person first language when we're talking about disability. Um, so I'll give you an example. So person first language, you might in context you might say people with disability, um, as opposed to identity first language, which in the same context you might say disabled people. Both of these are used quite commonly, but I think the big important thing to to always remember is neither are necessarily right or wrong it's going to be dependent on the person um and people with a disability often have strong preferences on what they prefer um so just with that jetty that might and then it might confuse a few people to say well how do i know um but i think 
the best thing you can do is, is always ask. Never be afraid to, to ask because I know, for instance, um, that there might be topics that you and I are going to discuss and I might be a little bit wary, oh, should I ask him this and so forth? But I, what I've come to realise is the only way around that is to actually asking you. And there's times where um, yourself and members in the group have gone, oh, look, nah, I, I, I don't want to talk about that or I don't want to be, um, you know, that's a wrong use of language. Or there's other times where you go, yeah, absolutely. But I think by showing that respect and actually asking is the main thing you can do. Yeah, you're definitely right, mate. The best, the best, the best waiter is ask someone that lives with a disability. And like I've like I've always said to you, kid, I'm always open and honest, and I am more than happy for people to ask me anything about my disability. Mm, yeah, the key word I think is respect. Um, so as long as, because it, it, with with anything, Jed, um, whether it's language or whatever, there, sometimes we we don't always have all the answers. But as but if there is respect at the first and foremost, um, you you can't make a mistake if you know what I mean. Um, if if you're always got the intention of respect, uh, for the person, regardless of disability or not, uh, you're more often than not be put in the right direction. A hundred percent right. And I think too, Judy, going to, sorry, quickly going back to respect, is also, I always say to people, treat me how how you would like to be treated. Mm. Don't treat me different just because I do have a disability. Treat me how you would like to be treated. And that's what I always say to Mm. people. It's about looking at the person as a human as a human being and not um and confined to their disability do you think yeah absolutely yeah absolutely mate absolutely for sure the three um the just quickly the three points that have stood out to me i read an article previously um which spoke a little bit about what we're talking about today it spoke about the language and so forth and it spoke about um just a couple key dot points to to think about when referring to people with a disability. So what I'll do is I jotted these down, Jetty. We'll, we'll quickly just skim over these. Um, but they were to reference a person's disability only when it's relevant. Um, so there's certainly no need to mention it in every single conversation, um, every introduction, and so forth. If you think the time, if you think it is relevant, um, by all means. But only reference when it is relevant. Would you say that one's fair? Yeah. Absolutely. Focus on the person, not the disability. Again, that's a prime example of what we just spoke about there. Um, and then the last one was to use the word disability as an accountable noun. So an example of this would be um, person or people with disability as opposed to not person with a disability or people with disabilities, if that makes sense. So really um, looking at it as an accountable noun. So they were three things that just stood out to me um, that really, really simplified it and talking to all group members, talking to yourself, um, it's something that, you know, it can simplify it and make it, um, just make it a little bit easier for people to understand if you think about it with those three key phases in mind. Yeah, for sure, mate. And I think going forward as a, as a society and a community, I think the best way is like I said earlier in the episode is 
education and, and also teaching people with a disability. I'm pretty passionate and I believe it should be done in in schools mm. is that um that it is actually spoken about like in schools like what disabilities are but also Ausland for people that that are deaf and that like I believe that should be taught in schools to mm. educate people more around disability so they get a better understanding as well. Yeah. Well, let's talk about um, some of the language that might not be appropriate or some things not to say. I know you've certainly mentioned a few to me prior to, prior to this podcast episode, but things you, you often, um, you know, you might hear or... Um, you know, it might be offending, but certain things with the language context that might not be the right thing to say. Is there anything that springs to mind? Yeah, so obviously with... So I also have autism as well, mate, and I've always had that. And I've, I remember, especially when I was a lot younger as a kid, I remember a lot of other kids used to, I suppose, pick on me and bully me mm. say oh look at this autistic yeah autistic kid and stuff and that that used to upset me mm. a lot when when yeah when uh certain people would say that to me and the same as my speech so i have a speech slur and mm. people would always say to me like especially when i was younger again referring to oh retard you know because i had trouble saying certain words and that and that used to Mm. Uh, upset me a lot but now I look back on it I certainly don't get angry about it it, it is hurtful but I, I I would be more than happy to sit down and talk to that person mm. and educate them to say hey mate that's not on that is really hurtful to, to me and to mm. other people as well which is awesome about you Jetty. it brings a smile to my face it's so brave but it's, it is awesome it's Sometimes, necessarily, the person might not have um, an extremely bad intention or they, I, I don't think words like that should be ever used in any bad context, but sometimes, you know, they might not think it to be so hurtful or so forth, but that's where the education is key because it, it really can be. Um, and some of these words that are now, unfortunately, in the past decade or so, have just been thrown into the normal um, language curriculum people just use them willingly and openly um, whereas they really really shouldn't be and they can be very very offending yeah and I think too mate especially that young I don't mean to obviously pick on a certain age group here but especially that younger age group I suppose from really the age of 12 to probably about 17 16 mm. that those words are use quite a lot like mm. retard spastic autistic you know like them words are used a lot from that particular young age group so i believe the best way forward is to help sit down mm. educate them but i believe that's where the education uh department should be should be playing their role and bringing programs into school to help educate people Mm, it's just it's just the tweaks in the language it's can make the world a difference um you know like down syndrome is another one it's uh i remember 
throughout school, um, you might hear, oh, someone refer to someone as a downy and so forth. Whereas as opposed to, you know, let's say it was myself in that case, if someone referred to me as a downy or on the flip side to that, um, just said, you know, Jed has Down syndrome. It's only slight, slight tweaks in the word, but it makes the world a difference. So educating on that language is huge. Um, and that's just one example. There's all sorts of examples of that um, that we're certainly all aware of. And you've you've certainly mentioned quite a few of the most very very common ones I think that are that are often out there. Definitely, mate. And something real quick I want to also bring up to Jetty is a big barrier for people with disabilities that they face in, especially against schools, uh, sporting clubs, community organisation, is our uh, discrimination mm. against people with disabilities. I think that's a massive issue that a lot of people get discriminated and to that I get told oh you can't you can't you can't do that you know you're not capable of doing that because of your disability but again that's not true mm. we can we can do a lot of things like everyone else can do in the community and I think that's been a massive issue for a very long time is discrimination that's something that we we can all do as a society is to get better at uh, not discriminating people regardless mm. if regardless if they do have a disability well that's right regardless of anything yeah yeah Yeah. another we spoke about it on a few episodes ago another example of just the language is uh and it's something that i've had to to learn a lot throughout this line of line of work is you know referring to someone with disability and in context you might say suffers from or um struggles with but uh it's little things like that that i've just started to pick up on um because as as you're, you preach a lot about and the example you spoke about, Dylan, if you listen to a few of his interviews and if you listen to Dylan Alcott speak, he, he, he says his disability, he doesn't suffer from it at all. It's, it's, it's not his limitation. Um, although he, he certainly, he would in an ideal world, um, things might be different. He says it certainly hasn't limited him anyway, um, and he's not a victim as a result. So those kind of words of suffering, um, victim, victim, they, it's certainly not always the case. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, for sure, mate. And and I'm proud to live with a, a disability. Like, yes, I do have a disability, but I'm no different to any. Certainly doesn't limit me mate for the things that I can do in life but things that I also would like to do in mm. life in the f- future you've got a big future G it's massive mate um yeah it's awesome so what I think what's what might be awesome just to finish up on is we'll just quickly skim through some of these um some of these phases terminology and possible things um, not to say uh, and what might be a better way to get that across if that makes sense. Um, just a couple of little skimfire ones that we'll both quickly go, go over ourselves. So uh, 
let's talk about when referring to someone with an intellectual disability. Um, so some of those words you spoke about before some that might get mentioned. So retard, um, mentally disabled, it might be special. Um, there's all sorts of examples, um, which, and these are an indication of the things which would necessarily not be the things to say, because as you said, they can be offending. Um, and you know, it's, it's not the right, correct use of terminology. On the flip side of that, what would you think would be the right thing to say? Uh, I think for me, I would, I would just uh, prefer to, I would prefer for people to refer to me as, uh, he has a disability. Yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So a person with an intellectual disability, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Again, it's just those tweaks with the language. Um, another, the other, another example that I spoke about was the referring to someone with a Down syndrome. So often you might hear Downy or. Um, you know, down is the most common one that springs to mind. And again, it's just about referring to that person um, with Down syndrome as opposed to, you know, the, the use of the word Downy and so forth. Yeah. What about um, what about someone with a, let's say, a brain injury or something, Jetty, which, um, which is classified as a disability? So if someone is you know suffers a brain injury sometimes you might hear you know, i remember thinking back to school you hear brain damage or uh, he's got brain damage he might be a slow learner and so forth uh which again at the time i probably didn't think too much of it but that can be very offending um whereas if you flip that and go refer to someone with a you know a, a brain injury a person with a brain injury as opposed to that using the word oh he's got brain damage it makes a big difference doesn't it it absolutely definitely makes a big difference with uh, tweaking the words like you were just saying before, mate, for sure. Yeah. Well, is there any, any last-minute messages you want to get out there, Jetty? I think the it's pretty clear how important it is just for everyone to get a bit of an understanding. So education's key. That's why this group started. Um, there is more and more education out there, whether it be through REACT. There's all sorts of um, organisations out there, but... We think, as a group, education should be this type of discussions. Um, the language surrounding disability should be a part of schools. It should be a part of workplaces. Everyone should start to gain a little bit more of an understanding, um, which is what we all agree on as a group. Is there any other last-minute messages you want to get across? Uh, yeah, so don't be afraid to ask, ask someone with a disability to just ask them a question and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to answer for it. If anyone has any questions, feel free to send us a message on our social media pages on the Facebook and Instagram and we'll be more than happy to have a chat. Don't be sure to ask. Always ask in a respectful way. For sure, mate. For sure. Thank you so much. Jetty for coming on this podcast. Great episode today. Hope, hopefully, some people will take some great things out of this podcast as a education podcast.